The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. Welcome to today's broadcast. We have the joy of Thanksgiving. The one day that our nation offers and looks up to the heavens to God the Father for the heavenly blessings. And we have been blessed. And in gratitude, you lose your blessings. 1988. November 24th, Thanksgiving Day, Our Lady said over the bed on the 23rd, the day before, tomorrow I will appear outside and I invite the public to come. She wanted the public to be there. She didn't say, okay, tomorrow I'll appear outside for you, to you, Maria, and I'm just going to follow you where you go. She staked something out. She sanctified that ground. And she appeared. On the one day that this nation, not like Christmas, which is celebrated across the world, but there's one day designated our day for Thanksgiving to God the Father for our blessings. And she said on that day of Thanksgiving, I invite you to live my messages 
I am here to help you. I will intercede for you to God for all your intentions. This wasn't in Medjugorje. There was no community here. There was no forum for that to give a message. Why did she do that? Because she was breaking open another outlet for her messages. We give out the second of the month messages. We built infrastructure for that. Satan wants to stop that message. We will not stop putting it out, nor Yvonne's messages of the program. We've put it out for almost 30 years. We're the only ones that does it. And we're the only one really giving out on a massive scale in Medjugorje itself, all three, the 25th, the second of the month, and Yvonne's messages. And so we know Our Lady created this place for a multiple purpose of implementing her plans. The day before that Thanksgiving Day, 28 years ago, Our Lady said on November 23rd, 1988, I invite you to pray. While you're listening to this message, these words, why did Our Lady give messages like this? This was just from the bedroom. Remember, people were gathering around the house at that point. When they heard it, they started flooding to our home. Everybody couldn't get into the house. And on that Wednesday, November 23rd, 88, the field didn't exist as an apparition site because it hadn't been created by her. So what did she say the day before? She gives instructions. And these are the constitution of our community at Caritas and for other communities that's starting. I invite you to pray and give your life completely to God. I will give you strength. People call us all the time. You're my strength. Thank God Caritas exists. Thank God y'all do what you do. I gain strength from you. I will give you strength. Why should she give us strength? It was just my family at that point. None of the people in the community even knew this. Some of them not even born, really, at that point. Except she's going to give strength because she has some plan here. We didn't see it at that moment. We were mystified. Even Maria was mystified. What is our lady speaking to us every day for? Why is she so happy? Why? Because of things being shut down, things being politically correct in Medjugorje, and there wasn't a complete free outlet to put things out. She first saw that we would put out the second month message, no matter what it cost us and how much we were persecuted. She didn't mind the fact that I could do something and invest in a place, another geographical place besides Medjugorje, where they won't compete with Medjugorje, but they'll look at themselves as a billboard and a promoter of Medjugorje and never lose sight of that. A twin sister to it. For its purpose of propagating the messages. I will give you strength and I will help you in all your needs. How does this come from our cow pasture? How does all this happen? People often attribute it to me. I don't have that talent. I don't have that ability. It's divine grace. Yes, you got to be wise by the world's ways. You got to be thrift. You got to understand a lot of things. You got to have certain savvy. But all the savvy in the world won't get what we have here unless something had a divine mandate. I will help you in all your needs. You can ask for everything that you need to help you. People, when they come here, they're impressed. I'm impressed. I'm amazed at what God's done here because we ask for things and we have gotten everything we need to help us. 
She finishes that sentence. I will intercede for you in front of God. She's going to the chief. The audience for this message was not a world message. It was not a Thursday message. It was not a 25th message. It was a message for place. What is place? Where she was. Well, she's just following Maria. So the next day she says, in the field, the first apparition there, she marks a spot and she says, I am here. H-E-R-E. Here, out there in that field, on that spot by the tree. I am here to help you. And the day before, she says, I will help you in all your needs. She was starting something. We didn't see it even at that moment. We were amazed by this. We were just like, in awe. we didn't know what was coming. It was five years before we understood even a little bit of what was taking place. And so we have things now that Our Lady has given us cognition for over 30 years here and our presence in Medjugorje that we can speak with authority for the messages, for her plans, and what she plans to do. Not because we're great saints, because we always claim one thing, we're sinners, always needing in repentance. I always want to be humble before God and humble because of what we've been chosen for. But you're chosen for the same thing. Your walk is invigorated by what he's done with us and what our walk is here. And today being Thanksgiving, at apparition time, you need to be on your knees at 1040 Central Time because Our Lady is with us in a special way. We believe in Our Lady. We believe she blesses. If you can visit Caritas in these days from Thanksgiving through the weekend since you're off, we encourage you to drive 10 hours to get here to do that. And you'll receive a grace, a special grace. Nobody comes here with that grace. People have been visiting the bedroom for the first year that we've opened it up every second Saturday or so of the month. And people leave the bedroom very moved, converted, and in tears. And I tell you, you come now while you're off these four or five days and you'll be blessed. And so things are changing in the world. Everything's maturing. Everything's moving forward to a momentum of the August 2nd, 81 message. And our lady is putting things in place. We're in place. We are entrenched here. We're not going to go away. We're going to die for what we do here. Medjugorje is not going to go away. It's Satan attacking. It certainly is. But our lady's had a path for what's happening now that's very exciting that just to wake up and see what's going on with all the movement that's taking place. And that's our read today. This is not really a read in the sense of what we normally do, but a friend of Medjugorje has often said that signs given in the past confirm the present and the future. And he's a strong believer that Donald Trump was preordained to sit in the seat of the President of the United States of America. Many Christians are saying that, even Jewish rabbis, even Muslims are coming forth saying their signs show he's preordained for this. But a friend of Medjugorje believes that he's preordained for this role in this time because of Medjugorje, because of what has is promised through the secrets of Our Lady in Medjugorje. She said once that my sign is the wind, and when the wind blows, know that I am with you. Do not be afraid. So looking at Donald Trump and his family, and specifically today, 
we are looking at Donald Trump's mother. She grew up in Scotland on an island called the Isle of Lewis in a small fishing village. And so her life, we believe, is shows signs of Trump's predestination. When you look at the Isle of Lewis, one of the first things that they that you will see in the description is the wind. The wind surrounds this island. You're blown down by the, the strength of the wind. This village of Lewis, or on the, the island of Lewis, was a close-knit community. They were hardworking, primitive people, uh, tenant farmers and fishermen in very harsh conditions and very harsh land. So with the harsh conditions of this island where they lived, the wind was a, a strong element. And that is what connects with Our Lady, who said that she comes in the wind. Do not be afraid. I'm with you when the wind blows. The wind is my sign. Trump's mother's name was Mary. Mary Ann. Ann was the, the mother of Mary. Mary Ann was born in the month of May, the month of Our Lady. The grandmother's name was also named Mary, Donald Trump's grandmother. Donald Trump said that his mother never lost sight of her roots. She loved this island of Lewis. She left it at the age of 18 and went to New York on holiday, met Trump's father. They got married and she, that became her life. But she never lost sight of her upbringing and the love of the island of Lewis. In fact, she often would go visit her homeland throughout her life. What was her life like on the island of Lewis? It was called a very religious place. It was the place where they said was the last bastion for the Sabbath. And just seven years ago, there was a big revolt in the island of Lewis when they started doing fishing on Sundays. So this was her experience, and she grew up, um, and she brought that experience into her home and into her family. Trump's mother obviously had a great impact on Donald. He thought very highly of her. This area where she lived, as I said, was very religious. So according to Donald Trump, he said this of his mother, that she would have gone back to Lewis had she not married his father. She had a great romance and a great marriage, but she never lost her feeling for Scotland. She loved Lewis. She never forgot her roots. I had a great mother who was a beautiful woman and great woman in many ways. She was a great inspiration. And she was religious and he said she loved the queen. She's speaking of a different queen. But the queen of Medjugorje, the queen of heaven and earth, we believe, through just these signs, had her fingerprints on the life of Mary Ann McLeod, who became the mother of Trump. There's much more to this story, but we don't have time to get into the details of it. But it shows us something that God has been doing things in the present, which we 40 years ago, 60 years ago, for this moment coming up now. Trump's mother is Mary. She's here now as the, Our Lady's here, Virgin Mary. He speaks highly of her, his respect for her. But all these things are, are traceable. There's always what the Sufi Muslim 
Hassan said, the people would be born for the time of Mary and not even realize they've been prepared for it until they get into it. Alaysa, June 15th, 2012, I desire to lead you. I have come to tell you that God exists. Well, the Catholic churches were universal. We know God exists. No, but it's not a reality to us. We don't live as if God exists. The world's messed up. She says, put him in the first place in your life. Why? Then she says, why? Put him in the first place in your life. And she relays to Jesus, in your families and together with him, set out into the future. What does that mean, set out into the future? It means I've got future plans. It means there's something happening. There's going to be something that's going to break the system that is evil. She just told us November 2nd, expose evil. How? Before that, she says, conquer it. And so we're called now to really retrace these things, set out into the future, which I set out with Medjugorje back in 1986. Then our lady comes in in 88, and we see things happening in the present that now is living in the present from that was our future. Big things are happening. One week later, a lady comes back to Yvonne's prayer group and says, on June 22nd, 2012, decide for Jesus and set out together with him into the future. She said this again. But we know everything. We know the Bible. We know Jesus. We go to Mass. We've got universities. We're educated. We know we're aware all aware. We've got newspapers. All these things have taken place. But we don't have truth. That's what she said the week before. God exists because we act and behave and live as if he doesn't. But that one week later, on June 22nd, she continues on this after she says, with him into the future, my son permitted me to remain with you for so long because I desire to lead you, to teach you, to educate you. That's an irony. I mean, we've got universities, we've got schools, we've got education, we've got public systems all around the world. The whole thing is about universities and teaching and education. And here she comes to educate us. Mary, you're dumb. That's what the world's saying. We don't need you. We don't need your stupid stuff. We're in the universities. We're higher learned. That's what the world says. But that's not what her son says. I'm sending my mother to lead you to teach you, and to educate you. We are dumb through these universities and the schools all the way to kindergarten, up to the house and the universities. Our lady said on July 26, 1983, be on your guard. This period is dangerous for you. Those who give themselves to God will be the object of attacks. Is it any surprise that God has been preparing us and educating us, giving us cognition with Our Lady, the Virgin Mary, that we're under attack? And what's taking place right now in our culture? If you're going toward wanting to change things, reverse things, all the powers that's entrenched, you want to turn that upside down? You've been attacked for that? We're in a major moment. Mariana said, this is the moment of the secrets. This is the pre or the eve of the secrets. That's what I would say. We're on the eve of the secrets being released. 
And it's important that you're educated enough to the messages to how you interpret things. Because a lot of people are interpreting Trump in a wrong way. And the other presidents that's being elected in other countries. It's turn over the tables time in the temple, people. Something's amiss. And something is good. And something bad is happening all at the same time. Just the other day, we received something from Tom DeWeese. And Tom DeWeese is someone who's kind of been in the trenches for a number of years, particularly about the United Nations Sustainable Development Agenda 21. And we remember back to the time when the topics that he was speaking about were very, very fringe topics. And it was in 2006 that a friend of Medjugorje wrote, Look What Happened While You Were Sleeping, and opened up these topics in a comprehensible way. And then all of a sudden, everybody is speaking about Agenda 21. Glenn Beck writes a book about it, and on all these things are going on. Uh, all of the things that had to do with the consensus building, I w- we were just told that recently a major Catholic network made a, a film about Sololinsky. So no one was speaking about these topics until uh, a friend of Medjugorje took these things and broke them down in a way where simple people could understand. But Tom DeWeese has... Uh, kind of kept some of the information flowing, and even though some people may have taken him as, again, taken him as fringed, I guess, so to speak, but he wrote about Donald Trump just a few days ago, and he said that 2016 has been a wild year ending in a historic election. Donald Trump is our new president. What does that mean for you and me? First and foremost, he has turned the process of government upside down. Those powers who have controlled the direction of the United States for the past several decades are in shock. The American people just elected a president who rejects their power. And then he continued on, and he's mentioning all the things that he pledged he would do. And he said all of these things that Donald Trump has pledged to stop are at the very heart of the leftist drive for global rule. And then he says, but there's bad news. Our new president, Donald Trump, has made powerful enemies. And back in 2004, 2003 or 2004, somewhere around that time, a friend of Medjugorje wrote an important writing. It's available in a short book now called Something in the Air. What he wrote about is he he wrote about the idea that you can change a president. You could even change a Congress. But the system, when the system itself is infected, you have nothing left to do except to completely uproot it. And he used some examples of some revolutions that had happened, I think, in the Ukraine, where they even fired people all the way down to the janitors who cleaned the buildings. It had to be such a clean sweep of everything. And so Tom DeWeese is right just the other day that that these people have had everything in their power for decades. And then he says, no one has ever stood up to them in this way, like the way Donald Trump is doing now, and they do not intend to lose. They're organizing every force they have to stop Trump and make sure he doesn't succeed in his promise. This is a very dangerous situation. You've seen their power. The Democrats are controlled by them. So is the mainstream media. And Donald Trump succeeded in pulling back the curtain to show that an elite group has even control over the Republican Party. And then he continues on. He says, these people are entrenched. Now, these are things that a friend of Medjugorje wrote about years ago, and we're seeing some manifestations of some of this terminology coming out in the in the way that we're seeing it today. And why are we bringing this up? Why is this so important? Because 
Our Lady of Medjugorje was behind this. It was uncovered through what a friend of Medjugorje wrote from here, from the things that he said on the radio here, the things that he's been spreading when he would go and give encounters throughout the country or in other countries, and mentalities began to change. And so what we've seen in this election is not so much the fact that somebody was just a, a good a good politician. What we've seen is that something changed in people, and what changed was their mentality and what affected that change. But I do want to ask a friend of Medjugorje, when you wrote some of these things, and I'm thinking even of Sacred Bond that you wrote for the school, and there's a line in there where you say that this line was given to Our Lady, and you say, her enemy, trying to take it away from her, divided it from within. Now, when I live here, I did not know for probably about two years that you were not speaking about the Civil War. That was my first initial assumption, but you actually said that you were actually speaking about something that started to happen in the 60s, and that started to divide the country into two. And then, of course, you did eventually write to Americas, I think around 2004, 2005, somewhere around there. But how did you arrive, though, at the understanding that this is what's been taking place, that what what's now being manifested, I guess, is the best way of saying it, what you wrote about 10, 12 years ago, and what you had been speaking about before that, how did you know that, though, without having seen what we see today being manifested? I didn't have to see or know the news and what was coming now about the divisions taking place because the messages showed it very clear. Prayer shows it. And the messages won't release these secrets about the future, set out in the future, of what decisions you need to make in the present, if you don't go in prayer. Our Lady says, you must pray to comprehend my messages. Most people would scoff at that. They certainly did when I started looking at them because they're so simple. I mean, I got to—I don't have to pray to comprehend that. Our Lady just says, go pray, go do this, go do that. I'm going to educate you. No, they're given loosely on purpose to give maximum room to the Holy Spirit to speak to you individually. And to the degree you go in to comprehend them through prayer, and actually she even said here, uh, live the profoundness of the messages. They were belittled. The messages for a long, long time were belittled. This whole thing, looking at the messages now, came from this geographical spot that she showed us. And pre-community showed me how to unlock the messages. I did that. And I started seeing things that, that into the future. That could be said with a matter of fact, because I knew they were coming. You could say whatever you want, how you see that, how you understand it. The Washington Post just puts out a headline this week. After Trump's election, quote, there are two Americas now. Well, that's been written about for two decades or thought about. Wrote, I actually wrote two Americas 11, 12 years ago. They go on to say two weeks after election of Donald Trump, this is how divided America has become. See, they see for the election all of a sudden this division. Why? Because now it's physical manifested. But we were divided way before that. If a big tree has a V crotch that does not spread at the V into a U, the cell tissue will be very weak. And as it grows, the pressure of each side of the branches and a crown of a tree will push each other. And as it grows, it gets more and more strengthen in its appearance, bigger and larger, more branches hang on it. But at the same time, that pressure 
And that union of the two trees is a hidden crack. And sooner or later, one will break off and shatter the tree. The division comes manifest. We're seeing that now because they have to have the physical evidence because nobody's in prayer. They're not seeing the messages. They're not thinking, oh, we should, we need to be united. We're never going to unite because we are in a period of the moment that we are not to unite with evil. We are to separate from evil. We're running from that. And we being distanced from them, they will see how they love one another. And some of those will cross over to that because they want that. Because what they're going to be in the midst of is us minus out of their badness, where there's not goodness and badness mixed, and there's no distinction, you're going to see a clear side of who follows God and who follows Satan. And these entrenchments, these powers are all over the place. So this Washington Post just now sees, after the tree is separated, there's two Americas. It's like a shock. Oh, like this is news now all of a sudden. These entrenched powers are being rooted out everywhere. And what's happening and what's going to happen can be prophetically said just like in the early church. They grew in cognition, they grew in prayer, they grew in holiness, and they separated. And that division was the very means that attracted people from the other side. Like, hey, I want to be on that side. All I'm seeing is misery here. And this is everywhere. This isn't just from Trump. Pope Francis was speaking to the bishops of Rome, and he reflected to them, talking to them, on a situation in the parishes. And I've seen this. You've heard me talk about the curtains of power, get around the priests and the bishops. But Francis says something incredible. He makes a Donald Trump statement. Does he have to apologize for this? Because a lot of little women are going to be offended by this. He says something incredible. He says to the parishes, these are valuable structures, but they are in need of an overhaul. Let me do a Sam Donaldson thing where I explain what the Pope just said or the president just said. They always listen to the president. And they say, now what the Pope meant or what the president meant. So what Francis means is the parishes, their structures are valuable, but we got to renew these things. How we renew them? What happens when your engine blows up? You got to get an overhaul. What happens when your house gets to a certain point? You got to rebuild it and remodel. He says, in a need of an overhaul, he says, the problem that Francis pointed out is how I configure the parish. Now, this is about to get nitty gritty because he's going to talk about something that's entrenched now, an evil that needs to be removed. And it's going to offend a lot of people, just like Trump has offended a lot of people. Francis says, there are parishes with parish secretaries that seem like disciples of Satan. The Pope just said this in July. Actually, I started laughing when I read that because I've known this for years. I've been speaking about these curtains of powers. He adds that they scare people. And they should. Mel Gibson, when he said about making the movie The Passion, why he got beat up, he says, I wasn't ready for it. In other words, I wasn't in prayer. People get around power like a priest or a bishop. You better be fasting. You better be praying because if they can get that bishop, if he's holy, they're going to get you. And the problem today is entrenched 
curtains of power all over the place. And Donald Trump is going to pull them out left and right. DeRees is talking about the guy who's ahead of the EPA, which is a whole empire, powerful as many nations. We're in the midst of some incredible things happening. You know what America's top spy just said? And what? who is the top spy? The head of the intelligence agency, James Clapper. It says, America's director of national intelligence, James Clapper, is warning that there are, that two out of three nations around the globe are at some risk of instability right now, according to a new report. He didn't say two or three. He's saying out of all the nations, if you count the 170, 80 nations, two out of three are at risk of instability. Wow. This is a big thing from national intelligence. He said, Clapper, about two-thirds of the nations around the world. Do you realize that's two-thirds of the nations, the whole earth? What is two-thirds of, uh, you're looking at 130 nations or so? 120 nations? And our lady says, January 25th, 1987, have a great plan for the salvation of the world. And we know that the world would destroy itself. Something's on the midst. And you think God's just going to put anybody in the presidency? There's got to be some characteristics that don't mind saying, like Trump speaks, and the things that we knew was crass, not even Christian, but he's, he don't hold back. And Trump Francis said, the secretaries of demons, the disciples of Satan, why aren't you jumping down his throat? We need people that's going to say what they need to say. So Clapper says about two-thirds of the nations around the world are at some risk of instability right now. That's right today. That's Thanksgiving Day today. We're approaching a president that's going to inherit a world that's gone crazy because we're in the eve of the secrets. He says, Right now, that is, they exhibit some characteristics of instability, but we can't predict which specific government will collapse next or when that will happen. Wow, we're talking about dominoes. We're talking about one collapsing, another collapsing. It hits it, the momentum. This is exciting times, people. He continues, but we can't predict which specific government will collapse next or when that will happen? That's why it's unpredictable. And it's something that the whole world is dealing with now. Our lady not tell you, wait till the church approves the apparitions. She says, I want you now to expose evil. I want you to now to conquer. How before that? I'm going backwards with this. And then she says, live. I call you my apostles to be united. She can't work with people that's disunited. The Democratic Party is falling apart. They're fighting each other like they're rabid. They're fighting in and inward. And now everybody's getting behind Trump. Even the weakling, Paul Ryan, has embraced Trump because he sees the whole American people. There's, there's something uniting with something. There's, there's, there's a personage that is in place that can unite by dividing. Yes, we are two Americas. We need that to become one America. Because evil and deterioration and sin, when it's together and united, always will fall and rise up a good people that's out of the ashes of that, that's separated before they get burned. They won't be burned. We'll suffer, we'll persecute, yes. 
Trump just did something incredible. He's going head to head with the media. He just met with the greats of the New York Times. He met with Meet the Press, ABC News, George Stephanopoulos, David Muir, and CNN, ABC, NBC, CBS. You know what he told him? He says, you're the lowest form of humanity. Are you offended by that? I like that. I was saying the same thing back in 2005 when I wrote, look what happened while you're sleeping. The whole book is about the journalists, the news media, including Catholic journalists. Read the book now in the context of what's taking place. Lowest form of humanity. We had a girl here that came here in 89 covering Maria or 88. Then Maria came back and covered it. She wrote bad stories. I don't mind people being against what I do or even against the apparitions. But don't be unjust and don't be slanted and don't lie. Sarah Foss, that's who it was. She came another time. I said, we really don't want you on the ground. She said, no, we'll write a good story. She wrote the story and it wasn't true. It wasn't accurate. And it's bias. So I said, that's it with her. Other journalists came here. They were loud on their stories. One of them did another, another one did that. I banned them from coming here. I don't need them. They need us. We're the story. If I get no story, I could care less. After several more visits, she begs me to come back on the ground. I promise you I will not be negative. I said, I don't, I don't mind if you objective. I don't mind if you say things, but you, you, you got to do what you're supposed to do in the truth of journalism. I'm not saying you slant anything this way. But I don't want you on the grounds. She said, I tell you, I will write a good objective story. And not be negative. You know what she did? I let her on the ground. And a negative story comes out. I confront her on it later. When Maria's coming back, I says, you're banned. Never you're back on the property. She says, I didn't do that. It was the editors. See, so even if the journalist wants to, the editors do it. And that's what Trump says. You're a low life. You're a bunch of liars. And because the Bible talks so strongly about slander, that you're a murderer, the journalism, the newspapers, the television is riddled with these things. Don't get your information from that. You're hearing things and angles from what we're saying right now that's not out there. You didn't hear about Francis. They're not going to sit there and say about the secretaries in many parishes are disciples of Satan. Oh, you can't say that for image. Well, you're going to hurt somebody. You're going to, you're going to offend somebody. You can't do that. You know, we got microaggression now. We got safe spaces. You know, you don't, you don't want to hurt somebody to how they feel. Francis said it. Trump has said it. We've been saying it for years. We're not going to back down. We can't be sissies. We're to call out and expose evil. And, and often this is a woman. That's why our lady's coming. A woman doesn't want you to fix her problems. She wants you to listen to them. A man don't want to listen to them because he wants to fix them. And that's why he won't listen to them, because she won't let him fix it. God puts certain authority in man. Does that mean she's a doormat? No. But we got a woman coming now that all men and women are to submit to, because she's educating us to do these things to see this stuff. We don't have to worry about offending people. Our life, a Christian life, is to offend. And we better do it now. Two-thirds of the nations of the world by the National Intelligence Agency is predicted to go under. This is Medjugorje. 
Trump's there for that. He's so connected to Medjugorje without even realizing or knowing it. I tell you, if you're ever in any functions, wherever you go, wherever, you give him two books. You have them ready. You give Donald Trump, they fire the first shot, 2012, and you give him, look what happened while you're sleeping. Get that to him. Mail it to him. Mail it to Trump Tires, whatever. Get it, let him get so many that his family needs to get into it and read it. Reyes was just telling me a story about Centaurium that Donald Trump called him in 2013. 2014. Tell him a story. Well, for those who are some of the foreigners who that are listening, Rick St. Torm was running for president in this past election. He didn't make it past the Republican primaries, and he backed out of the primaries, and he backed Marco Rubio, and then Marco Rubio backed out, and then he said, after some heartfelt conversations, I'm supporting Donald Trump, when it became clear that Donald Trump was the leading candidate. Well, that happens months ago. And just about a week or so ago, uh, Rick Santorum said that back in 2014, Donald Trump contacted him and asked and told him, if you're ever in Manhattan, I'd like to, to stop by. So he said that he stops by and he sees Donald Trump. This is in the summer of 2014. And Donald Trump confides to him that he was thinking about running for the presidency. And he had read a book that Rick Santorum had written about called The Blue Collar Conservative. And so he didn't believe him. Rick Santorum didn't believe that Donald Trump read the book. And so he says, I don't really believe you read that. And so he asked him some questions and he, and he said, sure enough, he really did read the book and he embraced the ideas in it. And he spoke those and he won all those votes. So he was showing his support for that. But it was just interesting because a lot of these things were happening behind the scenes nobody really knew about. My point is that is, is you give these people these books. They're mentality changers. They give new thought, new, new processes uh, to think about something to form mentalities. They're things that's not expressed because they come through the messages and it's new thought for our time. We've got people with our famous songwriters. We've got people in influential positions of corporations. And what we put out through the messages affects the way they think and the decisions they make. Ronald Reagan kept three books on the shelf. He referred to them all the time. Look what happened when he was sleeping. It was about global warming, climate change. It was written for that. And journalists and the lies. They found the first shot as how to change everything. All based on the messages. No apologies. Those two books, you need to buy or get a copy, if you get copies, and, and send them to Trump Towers. Send it to the people around Trump. Get that book out there. If just 200 of his people around him get these, somebody's going to bring it to his attention. And then our lady gets into him. And when the first secret comes, what do you think he's going to do? He's going to, well, this marriage, this is something to this. We know intelligence and CIA had investigated some things with Medjugorje. Why? Because it was pertaining to intelligence. Because it was communist in Yugoslavia. They actually did research on it. They got this in, it's in the books. Gathering in intelligence about that, all these apparitions. And a lot of those people are Catholic. And so we know things, we hear things. You want to influence that. So they find the first shot. Look what happened when he's sleeping. Get it to him. If there's some place where he's shaking hands, give him the book. He might not accept it, but give it to him next to him. His family, mine there, is, is Ivanka. Wherever you can go, you hear that, you go that for the next few months or the whole next year. But what I'd like to end with is what Dewey said. They're not going to give the power up. 
they're entrenched. I can tell you, by the principles of Sun Tzu, that Donald Trump's life is in danger. Satan will go after him. Satan wants to kill him. You think the mob, when another group comes in, doesn't try to eliminate people? We've got a history of that. We know they do that. They're inspired by Satan because it's about power. Trump is in power and power and people that haven't had it and taken it from those who have had it for decades that's ruined our nation. Qualifying that statement that we're the reason for it. If my people repent from their sins, their wicked ways, and turn their face toward me, I'll heal their land. We've been praying. We've been realizing we're the cause of this. So first of all, we take the guilt, just like Jesus took the guilt. And we got to suffer for that. We got to go through our crucifixions. But that shouldn't stop us from the education. I'll teach you. I'll lead you. I teach you. I educate you to see in the signs of the times that it's breakout times. It's time to conquer. The best way to conquer is change people's minds. You get these two books in their hands. All these people from Jeff Sessions all the way around. You make it your duty to do this. Because Trump also needs prayer cover. I will tell you 100% that there's people out there talking about, well, should we shoot this guy? Should we kill this guy? How can we get to him? The devil is not stupid. He knew Pope John Paul was a problem, and he knew Ronald Reagan was a problem, and both of them were shot. And you don't think that was some thing that was just by happen chance, and that the doctor is like, had to get through two hours of traffic and before John Paul shot he feels an inspiration I got to go to the hospital it was so irresistible that when that he goes straight to the hospital he's the guy that saved John Paul's life and he gets at the Vatican the hospital's right around the corner I've been in the hospital he gets there at the moment John Paul is shot he rises at the hospital then John Paul arrives at the hospital and saves his life why did that happen? was it the devil wanted to kill him? yeah because John Paul and Ronald Reagan changed the world. They aligned themselves. They brought down communism. And now we got something in a situation. Satan will do anything he can, and there are people in the flesh today planning an assassination or murder, at least in the heart. But I can say the power is to be knowing your enemy. This thing is not going to go away. You see the evidence right now of things happening across this country that they're attacking us. Just the people on the street, just for voting for Trump. July 26, 1983. Be on your guard. This is a period of danger for you. Those who give themselves to God will be the object of attacks. Don't think everything's going to be the fairyland now and everything's going to be perfect. We're at war. We have to bring through our witness and our life and our love conversion to those who don't even want it by getting away from them and becoming more attractive to a better way of life. Witnessing the love of God, the love of Our Lady. And she's queen, and all the earth is going to know it after third secret. We wish you Our Lady. We love you. Goodbye.
The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Metronomic Show with a friend of Metrigoria. To order this show on CD, you can contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205 Six seven two two thousand.